What is up, you guys? My name is Callan, and this is the Processing Publicly podcast, a safe space for me to explore and integrate my spiritual and psychic awakening journeys. I'm so stoked to have you here with me. My intention is that sharing my journey of diving into deeper understandings of who I truly am will inspire and activate the same in those of you who are called to listen to my podcast. Thank you so much for being here with me. Let's get into it. Okay, party people. So today I was just called to look through some of the PDF document of that soul chart reading that I had with Becca B. And so I talk about a couple different things. It's not super rambly. It's actually mostly me reading from this document. Um, I feel like this episode is more so for me than usual episodes. But I'm sure you'll still find useful information and you'll get a little bit deeper understanding of, like, why I am the way that I am. So if you find that interesting and you want to listen, cool. If not, totally fine. Whatever. I just recorded these things and figured I may as well put it on the podcast. You never know what can benefit people. Um, So, yeah, today I don't really have, like, all that much. I don't know. The first part... I actually do kind of have some advice. I get off on a little random tangent about um, triggers associated with manifestation. So that's within the first like 20 or so minutes. And then after that, there's like another part to it. But yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode if you decide to listen. Do you guys remember that episode? I heard it through the cosmic grapevine whenever I tuned in to my higher self. And the message that I received was that I exude the frequencies of joy and pleasure. And that I'm here to help uh, mend relationships and like bringing the sacred union of the divine feminine and masculine back into them. Do you guys remember that? Okay, well, I'm going through my PDF from my quantum soul chart reading that I had with Becca B. I, if you haven't listened to the episode, I did like one, two, maybe three parts um, about it. And it kind of was just overviewing. But I mean, I'm still most definitely in the integration period. But <laughs> I am looking at some of my galactic connections and I am just a little blown away (laughs) with how on point like that was the first time I spoke to my higher self and this was before this reading that I had and it was so on point so I'm gonna so right now she is talking about the galactic center which is the points around which our whole galaxy turns. There are places where the birth of all that is has emerged from. The source of immensely powerful energy that affects every fiber of our beings. Um, and so mine is connected to Pluto in the seventh house and, house and Venus in the fifth house. And oh my god, I've, <laughs> I, I've, hold on, give me one second. Okay, so just these two little pieces connect perfectly with what I was talking about. And it's just so fucking cool that I was picking up on this before 
the reading and the reading is confirming it and giving me more details but like I didn't even need the reading to tell me like all the answers are within me so I'm just gonna read it's just like two paragraphs so it says your life is in your life is intense extreme situations calling in profound changes you were born to become the master alchemist powerful transformer of the self and then teaching this to others aka how I'm like being you know called to alchemize myself and transform and stuff and then I turn around to a podcast and teach it to you guys I was already tapped into that (laughs) it's just so cool okay you came to bring the cosmic light and live to hold sacred space for deep healing and transformation of people who too live in the extreme you're here to inspire people to surrender to divine will and rise like a phoenix from the ashes that is something that I've said about myself before reaching their greater potential This is how you support the ascension process on Earth. Your gift is channeling higher guidance to help resolve relationship conflicts peacefully in a spirit of cooperation and mutual respect. You feel strongly about building relationships based on equality, mutual support, and peaceful communication. That's what the whole divine feminine and masculine thing is. It's not that I am only teaching to couples who are, like, male, like, or like male identifying and female identifying I I don't even know what words to use I'm not here to just teach men and women who are together in a normal couple it's we all have the feminine and masculine within us we all hold these things so fuck the gender roles fuck what society says about oh men can't have their feelings and women have to you know cook dinner all the time And how can we, like, be truly balanced and exalted in our own gifts and talents, talents, gifts and talents and weaknesses and the whole gamut? Like, how can relationships come together to support one another in all sides of the spectrum? You can help others see the bright side in their relationships, practicing compassion and discernment. People, (laughs) like... So here's an example. At my last job, I was being sexually harassed. It was like nobody touched me or anything like that, but it was just some really inappropriate comments from a coworker. And my manager had kind of caught wind of it and was like, hey, do you feel comfortable talking about it? So I told her and she was like, oh, my God. She was like, how can you even have any respect for this person anymore? And I'm like, I just hold like a high level of compassion for people and their wounds. It doesn't make it okay, but... Me being pissed off and angry about it isn't going to fix anything. And it's like sometimes seeing the good in others is to a fault because I don't trust my gut instinct that tells me that that person isn't aligned with me. So it's like I'm having to learn how to be more exalted in that expression of myself. But it's something that I've always, always been aware of. Your divine wisdom inspires harmony and peace in others. You may be divinely guided to bring this cosmic light and love to many people. Your inner genius is finding win-win solutions in challenging situations. Example, I'm really struggling to pay my rent right now, and my landlord is helping me out. She's letting me use some of my security deposit to cover the extra, and so I texted her this morning whenever I sent the amount that I do have and was like, hey... I'm kind of thinking about moving somewhere else. That way you can find tenants 
who can keep up, you know, you're not losing out and I'm not drowning in bills. Like, it's not ideal. I really like this place. I don't want to go against the contract, but if you're open to it, I am. If not, I'll keep going with what I'm doing and do the best that I can to keep up. And so, like, that's an example of how I'm trying to find a win-win solution in a challenging situation. And it ended up being, she's like, "Eh, I don't really have the bandwidth to find other tenants right now. Plus, I love having you here. So let's have a conversation tomorrow, work something out. Um, You know, we'll, we'll figure it out. And so it's like, resolution is being found. So that's exciting. So that was for the the Pluto in the seventh house in terms of my galactic center. I don't know. I'm not totally familiar with the galactic center. I'm not familiar at all, actually. Um, and then as far as it being connected to my Venus in the fifth house, which my Venus is Venus is my ruling planet. So this is a big one. This is the one that really got me excited. You're guided in life to align your values with higher principles, higher ideals, in unity with universal laws. Your natural charm and ability to deeply understand other people's values and motivations can help you to become an inspirational teacher of virtuous values as your way of supporting the ascension process on Earth. You are guided to get involved with helping our children who already embody the new Earth paradigm. It's funny that I am being called to work with children because I've always just been like I don't understand children but I think I just yeah I don't know I'm coming around you hold space for them to reach their potential or you have ideas about how to heal or awaken the inner child within all of us something that I want to do in my retreats is incorporate dance into it because dance has helped me find my inner child And to just let her, like, be expressive and have fun. Like, I came into this world very serious during my childhood years. I was not being a child. I was, like, I knew that I was here for a mission. And I was just trying to get straight to it. Uh, But I needed needed to go through life first. Um, And so, yeah, I've just had this big focus of, like... It's important for us to have fun. It's like us worrying about bills and all that shit. It's not good for anybody. Let's put that aside, okay? The bills will still be waiting for us whenever we come back. But let's go have some fun. Let's go to a show. Let's do this. Let's, like, play in the sand. Let's whatever. And I'm still kind of serious, so I'm not, like, a total child. But, like, I'm here for it. You know how to creatively express your divine guidance in ways that are playful And you help humanity remember and embody the spirit of joy, fun, and play, being passionate and guilt-free. You may find yourself boldly taking risks that are are divinely guided, aka quitting my job and going through this whole money thing. Like, all of this has been a bold risk, but it's divinely guided. And manifest positive results that benefit all involved. And yeah, that's exactly what I'm doing. So it's like my higher self was like you exude the frequencies of joy and pleasure. And then that inspired me for this entire year to be as much of like a a vacation as I can make it. But it's an, an intentional vacation. Like I'm doing all of this for a reason. And it's so that I can further progress into these energies and frequencies so that I can share it with other people. And I knew that. And then now I'm looking at this and I'm like, oh my God, it just makes so much sense. It just makes so much sense. So 
yeah, just wanted to share this little bit. Um, it's exciting. I'm excited. I have had a roller coaster of a couple days. Like, I don't know. I'm just getting to that point where I'm like getting powerful with my manifestations, and that means that I'm being triggered um, quite a lot by them, specifically with money and like my soulmate. Those are the things that are getting my goat right now a little bit. But it's not like tanking my whole vibe for the day. It's like I'll be upset for like 30 minutes, an hour, maybe a couple hours. And then I, I bounce back and whatever. Like, I mean, I've cried multiple times today because I'm just being triggered. And so, But it's actually exciting because I know basically I can talk about this kind of vaguely and you guys are probably like what and it's just because I mean I went through this manifestation boot camp with Amy Belair and so now I understand so much more about manifestation and it is not the shit that they tell you on Instagram okay like I'm sorry I mean it's partly true but they leave out so much there's so many nuances to conscious creation and I'm so glad that I understand all of this information because if I was just getting triggered about this shit, I'd be like, fuck, my stuff isn't working, I'm giving up, whatever. But whenever you're triggered, it's actually a fucking great sign that your manifestations are working because basically what's happening is, so the reason why we want to manifest something is because we're living in a timeline where we don't have it. So whenever we manifest, we're like, okay, I want this thing. And so you juice it up, you tune into it, you feel the feelings, you bring it into your body, and you're like, ooh, yeah, woo, woo, woo. And then... It's like the hologram is like, okay, cool. Yeah, I can bring you that. But in order to do that, you have to do this. It's like if you want to get a new if you want to get a new video game and say say like the 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 video game that just came out is only available for like the the fifth model of the game station. I don't understand how all this shit works, but, like, it's an Xbox and it's, like, the fifth version. I don't know if that's a thing, but just follow along. But right now, you have the second version of the Xbox. Well, the new game that you want, like, you can have that game, but you just have to upgrade your console to the fifth version. So... It's because it it just can't compute. You can't put the new game with the old system, okay? And so that's how manifestation works. You're in the old system, playing the old games, and you want a new game. And the universe is like, okay, yeah, you can have that new game. But while I make this new game for you, if you want to be able to experience it, you have to calibrate yourself to the, the new version of, like, the gaming console that can actually read this game and so that you can experience it and so as you upgrade to the new console it's like you're faced with triggers and it's like all the I don't know the different software that you have installed that doesn't fit with the new console and so it's like okay you have to uninstall this and uninstall this and uninstall this and like make room to be able to install the new stuff. I hope this analogy is working. It's not I mean, it's a good analogy. I'm just not doing a great job at articulating it right now. But that's essentially how it works. So you're like, okay, I'm in this timeline that I don't like. I want to be in this timeline. The universe is like, okay, yeah, perfect. While I work on that, you work on the things that are keeping you from this new timeline. 
And the way that you find out what things are keeping you from the new timeline are through your triggers. So say you're manifesting money and then, but then you're like, you have a panic attack because you feel like you don't have enough money. Okay, that's a trigger and that is showing you, I mean, it, it can be different, but like, for example, you go into the trigger and you're like, okay, why, why am I feeling triggered right now? Okay, I'm feeling triggered because I don't have enough, okay? Why is that freaking me out? Well, because I feel like money is hard to earn and it takes hard work and I don't have enough time, so I have time scarcity and I don't know how any of this is going to work and I'm not worthy of receiving just magic money coming in, like, yeah. And so it's, that's not a great, anyways, you get what I'm saying. And so as I'm working through these triggers... I'm realizing, okay, cool, the hologram understands that I'm shifting into this new timeline, and it's bringing me triggers. So, like, I guess a better example would be I'm manifesting this specific person to be my soul partner, right? I can totally do that. I've had a dream that that shows me that my subconscious is aware of this person now because I've flooded it so much in the past three weeks, Um, and... Now is whenever I'm starting to get triggered about it because I'm trying not to get into a whole thing. I haven't heard from him in however many days it's been and that's triggering me and it's like my ego mind is being like, well, he must not like you. Well, he must have found someone prettier. Well, you must not be that cool. Well, he was never into you anyways, blah, blah, blah. So it's bringing up all these triggers that are remind, or sh- like, it. and if I follow that, then I know that it's coming from previous situations in which a guy stopped responding to me and that they were truly ghosting me. They were trying to hurt me. They actually didn't care or have the capacity to whatever. This guy, I mean, he's like backpacking through peru right now like he's got other things on his plate than some girl he hardly knows you know but that doesn't mean shit because i know that i am manifesting him not responding to me so that i can face these triggers so that whenever we meet like i've worked through these triggers and i'm not bringing my baggage to him it's that and it's also okay yeah you can be with this person you can move into the timeline where you are with that person but you can't be insecure about all the other girls at this festival who you think are prettier than you who you think that he likes more like the insecurity has got to go you've got to let go of all the guys in the past who have wronged you because this person is different if you're calling on this person to be your soul partner that person is different than anyone else that you've ever been with and you cannot bring your baggage into this new timeline. And so I understand that. I'm working through the triggers. It's exciting. It's showing me, like, information that I wasn't getting before because before I wasn't really focused on manifesting it and I didn't have, like, a a timeline that I was on. Like, right now I'm manifesting it to happen at Envision. So I have a timeline. I have a specific person in mind so that... And, like, there's things manifested in my reality, which, by the way, I manifested him coming into my life without even trying to manifest it that way. Um, 
And so it's, yeah, like, I am in control of all of this. I know what these things mean. So whenever I do get sort of panicky, like, oh, God, I haven't heard from him because he's into someone else and blah, 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 whatever. That is just my ego mind that is trying to protect me. And so I can say, hey, I know that those other guys, they fucked me over and it didn't feel good. And you're detecting what you think is a pattern. But I'm here to say that I am consciously choosing for this to not be the pattern. I'm choosing that this is working for me and that this trigger is only happening because my subconscious knows that I'm manifesting this. And so it is bringing about a situation that is going to trigger me to bring me closer to the timeline that I want to be on. So yeah, I don't know how I got off onto that tangent from where I started, but... That's okay. Um, I'm just excited about life. So, yeah. I'm going to keep reading on through this PDF document and stuff. And, yeah. I hope you guys are having a wonderful week. You are pure magic and you are exactly where you are meant to be. Okay, I'm also going to talk a little bit about my Pluto being in Sagittarius in the 7th house in the gate nine uh so that's like stargates which is connected to the antares which is exciting okay i'm not really gonna yeah i'm not gonna read the description of like pluto and everything it's just the foundation of why you're here and then truth and transformation um yeah it yeah just the characteristics of pluto but my pluto and sagittarius is what i'm going to talk about so people with the Pluto and Sagittarius are understanding and philosophical. Uh, yeah. I mean, I since I was little, I've always understood that I could... It Like, it's hard. I can't pick a side because I can see... Like, if someone makes a point, I'm like, okay, yeah, I see where you're coming from. Even if I completely disagree with what they're saying, I'm like... There's, like, a level of... Oh, well, I understand how your wounded patterning could help, like, could lead you to believe that. But I don't believe that. But I can still understand where they're coming from, you know? So, understanding, philosophical, I think you guys understand that I'm pretty philosophical by now. Personal transformation can occur especially through philosophical searching. Uh, yeah. Pluto in this position strengthens their innate, not learnt, religious consciousness and feeling. We can expect them to create a new spiritual or mystical direction and attempts to merge existing religions and churches. I truly believe that every religion is all getting at the same core essence and there's just a different way of going about it and that we can take bits and pieces from each one of them. We can take bits and pieces from everything that we learn and combine it into something new. That's a very manifesting generator of me as well. Um... I don't know. I think that's why I'm good at like, like if, if something breaks and I don't have like the object that I need to fix it, I'm really good at like just taking with what I have and like rigging it together to make the thing work again. And I mean, it, it's like basic stuff. I'm not like re completely rebuilding things or whatever, but I think that that comes from this. So 
People born during a time when Pluto transited Sagittarius are significantly more spiritually attuned to the world than the rest of us, being able to tap into a form of ancestral power hidden deep within themselves. So, I don't know, I get comments from people that are just like, well, I think you're more evolved than I am, or, you know, whatever. And I mean, part of that is because I am literally obsessed with all of this stuff, like, it's on my mind all the time, and it's the most interesting thing to me, so I'm, like, putting in the hours, but I also think that this has to do with it as well. I've just kind of had this, um, yeah, just, like, an understanding of things that are a bit deeper than, excuse me, than the people around me and it's not like a oh I'm better than them it's just a characteristic that I have this is connected to religion and any other form of spirituality giving them the potential to bring about a true spiritual rebirth or pave a new direction for the whole world to take I mean I know that I bring my background from Catholic school and like being raised Christian into the spiritual thing so I think that's like where this is coming from like I can now that I have like like I found my spirituality my own version of things and it's not just a religion I can see the truth in the religions that I was like indoctrinated in and then rejected and now I'm like not rejecting them but I'm also not taking them in I'm just like neutral about it I guess um okay personality traits This native has a free-flowing personality, always searching for the next adventure to partake in, for the next thrilling escapade to create memories about. The Plutonian Sagittarius envisions a great future for oneself, a future marked by a change of perspective, by a lot of traveling to exotic places and other foreign territories. Uh, That's been, that's come up in my Akashic Records, like the whole traveling thing. I mean, I'm going to costa rica soon and i'm like over the fucking moon about it because i know how much transformation is going to come from that and that's a very pluto thing um so yeah that's exciting um and i also do envision a great future for myself i always have even whenever i was through the lens of being a doctor or a lawyer or veterinarian or whatever i always knew that i was going to be Like, I wasn't just going to have a a regular job for my whole life. And right now, I mean, I have a regular-ass job. um, But I'm, like, bringing magic into it. And I will not be doing this for much longer. I don't know how much longer, not much longer means. But anyways, like, I'm not going to be doing this for the rest of my life. Freedom and open-mindedness are this native's great perks. And they can make full use of them with the help of Pluto. The dynamic planet enhances this... Oh my god, why am I yawning so much? Sorry. The dynamic planet enhances this native's communication skills even further through the series of adventures and people that they meet along the way. That's definitely true. Pluto is associated with a state of inner illumination through knowledge. Yup. The elevation of one's spirit and status by acquiring and assimilating bits and pieces from all around the world. I resonate with that so deep. Like, I haven't even done my traveling yet, but I know that it's true for me. Plutonian Sagittarius natives are literally obsessed with having new experiences from which they can extract even the teeniest bit of information. Yeah, like, it's like... I'm trying to think of an example 
of something that has that like okay so yesterday I was meditating I was like being triggered about money and so I was meditating and I was doing my breath work and then I noticed that I had kind of just stopped breathing like I mean not like in a dying way but I just like stopped breathing but I could still feel the energy pulsing through me and I was like ooh. And I was like, even when, because, okay, this is kind of a string of events. So whenever we breathe, we let out a breath, not being like, oh my God, can I let it go? Is another breath going to come? Like, will I ever breathe again if I let this breath go? And it's like, (laughs) yeah, we do it all day, every day. Like our breathing teaches us how to receive and to let go all the time. And so just based off of that, I was like, man, even whenever I'm not receiving or not letting go and I'm in this void in between space, there's still energy flowing. There's still money flowing to me. There is still like like things are still happening even when it seems like nothing is happening. I can feel the insides of my body moving even though I'm not breathing, you know, and so that's an example of. Uh, being literally obsessed with having new experiences from which they can extract the teeniest bit of information. And yeah, so it's just like in my day-to-day, I don't know, I'll like see something and... uh, Okay, here's another example that I thought of just earlier today. As soon as I saw... I don't remember how old I was, but as soon as I saw the number of how far in debt the United States is, I was like, oh, money's not real. It's not actually backed by anything because if it was backed by something, then we wouldn't be this far in debt. Like there wouldn't, we wouldn't have anything to exchange, but we're exchanging these bills and these numbers on a screen. So it means that it's all fake. And then that just like opened up this whole new way of just understanding that like this is bullshit you know it's just little things like that where to someone else it would be like oh wow that's crazy that we're in so much debt how are we going to repay that and it's like it doesn't even matter that we're in that much debt because the money doesn't it, the money isn't real the mon- like the number of the money is just a fucking number anyways Self-development was never this fun and exciting as long as nothing gets in their way or bars their path. Uh, yeah. I mean, I know you guys can feel how excited I get about this whole self-development thing. And lately, I'm sure y'all are tired of hearing me say, I'm just so excited. I'm just so excited all the time. Um, the Plutonian Sagittarians will keep on going forever. As, like, in the self-development um with every piece of knowledge acquired they expand spontane wait they expand their minds even further learning to accept much more of the world on one hand the spirited and spontaneous personality of this native is a good thing ensuring that one doesn't stay for too long in one place and one doesn't try to take control or dominate a situation i literally the only place that i've lived for longer than a year since i graduated high school it was like 
a year and two months and it was because I was about to move to Colorado and yeah and like right now like whenever I was thinking about getting a new place like a cheaper place um because my rent's too high right now I was like it has to be a six-month lease I cannot be locked in for another year I and I and I love Denver I I'm just like I don't know where I'm gonna be in six months especially with 2024 being you know this flood of light that it is um just like I cannot be locked into another year-long thing so I'm actually really glad that my landlord is gonna work with me hopefully she'll let me do like month-to-month leasing after my lease is over um if that's something that I want to do so that which I think she will so that I don't know I think I'm gonna be ready to move out of the country or move to somewhere different so I really don't know okay And now, so that was my personality traits, and then now it's the good and the bad. The Plutonian Sagittarius seems to always be evolving from the experiences that they go through literally every day, further developing skills through the knowledge they acquire. However, changes in the worldview don't mean that this native changes what they perceive the essence to be. Yes, they might view things slightly differently, but their life principles are basically immovable. The one... The one born with Pluto and Sagittarius has a morality system deeply ingrained in their subconscious, and there is no ounce of arrogance or egocentrism. I don't know why I can't say that word. And what one does. Um, Yeah, I believe that. It's It's like my ego does identify with these traits that I have, but I don't do the things that I do from an ego standpoint, if that makes sense. This native's most glaring flaw is that he or she never fully thinks about his next course of action, instead letting it all come naturally. Uh, yeah, totally. The lack of self-awareness, I wouldn't say it's a lack of self-awareness, it's just a willingness to risk and free fall with the universe. This lack of self-awareness and planning may get one... May get anyone in trouble, but mistakes are opportunities to learn from, and if the Pluto Sagittarius realizes this, everything should be all right. Yeah, I do realize that, and everything will be all right, and I'm going to continue to take these unplanned risks, because what's the fucking fun in having everything planned to a T? I change every fucking day. How am I supposed to know what I want next week, or a month from now, or a couple years from now? People who have it, like, a one-year, a two-year, a five-year, and a ten-year plan and stick to it, I mean, props to you for the dedication and knowing what you want. That simply does not work for me. Like, at all. (laughs) Um, Moreover, in order to better continue the path towards self-development, one should think about being more flexible with their life rules and not being tied to the comfort zone. Um... Okay, wait. So I haven't... That's what I highlighted. Like, the stuff that I highlighted. I guess I'll keep going. I didn't realize that there was more. Um. Okay. Sagittarius slash Jupiter. Jupiter. I don't know what Jupiter's... Where is that coming from now? I don't know. Maybe Sagittarius... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sagittarius is Jupiter's planet. Or Jupiter is Sagittarius's planet. <laughs> okay connects to the right brain it represents intuition which functions in a non-linear way okay that makes sense um sagittarius connects to the function of belief systems one's belief system determines how one interprets reality yeah that's why i can't 
fucking have a conversation without bringing my spirituality into it because I don't know if someone who isn't awake is asking me a question they're asking for a linear answer and I guarantee I'm gonna give them a non-linear fucking answer and I have to give at least a little bit of context on where I'm coming from because if you're just not awake then it seems like it's coming out of left field because if you're only reacting or like interacting through your life with the 3d um technically the 4d too we all are in the 4d because it's the story the narrative like things moving through time and space so we're all in the 4d but yeah if someone is asking from that place i'm just like okay i've got to give you a little bit of background about my worldview because that is going to determine the answer that i give you interpretations are not universally true correct your interpretation of reality correlates to your attitude towards living. Sagittarius slash Gemini. What? I don't know what that has to do with anything. Relate to the transmigration of ideas, globalization, the spread of Eastern and Western thought throughout the world. Sagittarius has a fundamental restlessness, a need to explore and embrace totality. Yep. There is a tendency towards generalizations to feel your beliefs are for all. Um, yeah, actually, I mean, everyone has the right to their own beliefs, but yeah, that is true, actually. There's a tendency to want to convince and convert. I used to, now I don't really, I don't know. I spread the information that I spread. If you want to listen to it, cool, and if not, cool. When others are converted, this creates emotional security for the person because the pers- the conversion proves that their beliefs are true. Eh, yeah, it's just validation. There's a tendency to orient towards a portion of the total truth, Pisces, but to see a portion of the truth as the total truth. The blind man and the elephant? What? I don't know what that means. Sagittarius correlates to natural law. Truth is self-evident within nature. It has nothing to do with man's opinions. Yep. Through Pisces, all of manifestation, all of manifested creation is interrelated and is equal to itself. Uh-huh. Humans are not superior to animals, for example. Yep, like, we are no better than a mosquito and, a, like, the stars are no greater than us. Like, it is all just creation. It's different expressions of source. And we think that we're greater than everything else. And I'm not saying that I don't act... Like, I, as a human, am better than, like, other species or whatever. But I, on a deep level, I understand that it's not true, that we're all equal. It's all energy. Sagittarius also relates to humor, following the life path and death archetype of Scorpio, the ability to laugh at self and at life's absurdities. Yeah, I I, I think I can do that. I, I honestly find, like, comedy that touches on the bad shit in the world and like like stuff that's actually funny about politics like Shane Gillis Shane Gillis is fucking funny Shane Gillis the two specials that I've seen by him he talks about politics pretty much the whole time so it can be iffy for other people but I'm just like yep <laughs> that's how fucking absurd we are and yeah being a firehouse these people have the feeling of a special destiny uh-huh in this placement, it is linked to their relationship to the metaphysical, philosophical, or religious principles that explain their connection to the universe and the world. Come on, yeah. 
They understand that the universe exists beyond the labels and classifications we humans place on parts of it. Yup. They want to understand the truths that explain the world and the universe. Yup. These people need freedom to go after the experiences they need to discover the knowledge that explains these larger forces. Uh, yeah, that's why I'm going through life in a nonlinear fashion, being like, I have no idea how I'm going to pay my bills, but I'm going to Costa Rica. I'm going to fucking Costa Rica. I have to, like, go after this experience and discover what's there for me. It's calling me for a reason. What's there? It's so exciting. Many are born as natural loners. Yes, dude. Like, I would not play with kids whenever I was little. I would, like, sit and read a book by myself. Like, (laughs) that is all of this in a nutshell. Many have incarnated in diverse cultures all over the planet. Many will leave a country or society in which they feel their search for truth is being stifled. Since I was little, I knew that I had to get out of the place that I was from because I felt stifled and, like, I... Yeah, like, I just reached my potential of how much I could grow there, and, but as a little kid, I knew that I was not going to stay there forever. Many will feel alienated, oh my god, from their own society, yeah. This is because their search for the truth runs into the limits of the consensus belief systems of the cultures they find themselves in. The alienation tends to lead to external and thus internal confrontations. The confrontation reinforces the sense of alienation. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was, like, literally just a couple days ago on an episode. I don't remember which one it was, but I was talking about how I felt like an alien in my school. And, yeah, it was just, like, this whole perpetual cycle of feeling like I was not one of them. Since many have incarnated in a series of different cultures, the different cultural beliefs will seem alien since the subconscious memories are rooted in other cultures whose value value and belief systems may be fundamentally different than those of the present cultures. Okay, that's actually really interesting. This alienation is required by evolutionary necessity to understand the truths that lie beneath any culture's consensus values and beliefs. The alienation forces the elimination of the barriers that prevent the direct understanding they are seeking. Okay. Many of these people will feel rootless and will consider themselves world citizens. Others will gravitate towards a different philosophical or cultural tradition that feels more aligned with their own subconscious memories. Still, others will have been reborn in a culture whose beliefs are aligned with with their inner sense of truth. For them, the sense of alienation will be much less. There is a contracted development of the intuition, the ability to know something without arriving at the knowing through conscious reasoning. Okay. Since they know they are part of a larger universe, they have tapped into the forces beyond behind this world. Through this focus, they become aware of the laws and principles behind those forces. Their need to develop intuition in order to know truth creates problems related to the dual desire nature of the soul. The separating desire results in over-identification with a specific philosophy or religion based on the needs for security. I can relate to that. This need gives rise for the society of the individuals to defend against other culture or individual interpretations of these same principles. They will either try to impose their views on others or to withdraw. Uh, Yeah, I think I've done both in my life. Because the soul sense of security is based on the belief that its interpretation of reality is the right one, any sense that another interpretation could also be correct threatens the philosophical basis upon which the sense of security has been constructed. I can relate to that. It's like I do want to figure out the right one, but I can also see the different perspectives. And I don't know. I Obviously, the beliefs that we all hold, we think are right. 
and things that go against it we think are wrong, but that doesn't mean that other people are wrong for believing those things. It's just not how I see it. I'm more in that place now. Thus there... Wait. This need to convert is called teaching, but it's actually indoctrination. The localized interpretation of truth is presented in a generalized way as truth that applies to all. I do try to not... Like, I don't want to further contribute to the indoctrination, but also, like, my way of explaining things is, like, okay, based on this belief, if this is true, if we're assuming that this is true, then this must be true. But things can change, and so I don't feel like I'm, like, too stuck in my ways. I don't know. Individuals coming from this perspective will consider others who have conflicting philosophies to be wrong. True teaching is when... What is being taught is presented as one expression or interpretation of truth and that individuals must experience and decide what their own truth is. I'm definitely moving into that. Like people will ask me for advice and I'm like, I don't know. What do you think? What does your body say? Like I can only tell you what I think, but what I think is an absolute fact. Okay, I actually think I'm doing a good job with that. A problem related to intuition development is that the person may not know how to communicate what they are in intuiting through linear rational language they become aware of principles and information that are not products of their educations or reasoning processes many do not understand why they know what they know they simply know it Mm -hmm. many of these people have had many lives in the east where the languages have totally different structures than those in the west in oriental languages some characters represent concepts rather than facts or objects sagittarius people think in concepts dude Oh my god, yeah. I've I've been saying that for so long that I think in ideas. It's not like a it's not like yeah, I don't necessarily think like in sentences. I mean, sometimes I do just cuz we use language and stuff, but yeah, I think in ideas and concepts and it's hard to convey that. Okay, that's really cool. Finding words to explain intuited concepts creates problems especially during childhood. This can reinforce the natural sense of alienation, promote withdrawal from the culture, and begin a lifelong search for a philosophy that feels natural. This may involve such much traveling, reading, or simply drifting through life. Yep. Okay. I think I'm going to stop there. My brain's starting to feel a little silly. But this was all very cool. And... I don't know if I'm going to, yeah, I mean, I'll just include all of this, and if you're interested, you can listen. Okay, if you made it to the end of this episode, gold star for you. Um, I hope that you enjoyed it. I hope that it brought you some useful nuggets. Maybe you, too, have your Pluto and Sagittarius. And so you found, you know, you resonated with this stuff, and you found it under... I mean, not understanding you found it interesting. Um, But just remember that you are pure magic and you're exactly where you're meant to be. I love you all.